0: Hello and welcome to the Every Woman podcast. I'm Anna, editor of Every Woman, and every month we'll be bringing you the stories, insights and opinions of inspiring women in business on a wide range of topics, asking the questions you want the answers to, and doubtless prompting some more in the process. Today we're talking about success and the strategies for it, with CEO of Perlandine and and co-author of The Glass Wall, A Guide to Success Strategies for Women at Work, Catherine Jacob. to the studio, Catherine. Good morning. Thank you for coming and talking to us about success. Let's talk about it. Namely, how to get it and where women are missing out on perhaps how they can maximise their success. And you were co-author of The Glass Wall, uh, which was published uh, in 2016, I think. It was. Uh, Talking about success strategies for women at work. And, And in it, you discussed how men and women can see each other through the divide presumably this is the the eponymous glass wall, but we don't speak the same language or have the same expectations. And in an interview, I think I read, you said that the status quo has been left alone for too long and it's time for a change. So I just wanted to start by asking you, what does that change look like to you and why?
1: The change looks like more women leading companies. So at the moment, if you're a man called John, you stand a better chance to run a FTSE 100 company than you do if you're born with ovaries, uh, which strikes me as ridiculous <laughs> because Johnny isn't even that popular a name anymore. No. Um, and it's also the fact, I mean, the the glass wall is because there are games going on and subcultures that exist that women don't understand uh, and it works against them and actually it works against all sorts of people. So one of the premises of the book is that it's not Let the lovely women go through, men are bad, women lovely. It is the fact that it's a toxic alpha male system that doesn't work for all kinds of people, but predominantly women. And what I'd like to see is having a situation where I never again hear a woman go, well, it's just me, that's why I haven't succeeded. Actually, it isn't just you. There's millions of women thinking, oh, well, it's me i maybe i'm maybe i'm not good enough or or maybe maybe it's just you know maybe i made the horrible mistake of studying till i was 25 to get a master's degree and then thinking i could do this and actually it's the culture that's working against them and it's a lack of understanding around the contribution that women make in the in the workplace So there's evidential proof from McKinsey and from all over the world about the fact that if you have a more diverse workforce and you have a diverse board, you make better decisions and companies are more profitable. The other reason why we called it the glass wall, actually, is because the glass ceiling implies everyone's just got this huge aspiration to have an office the size of a football pitch and 43 assistants. And given the way that women run their lives you know, you're a wife, you're a mother, you're a carer, you've got a dog, you want to run triathlons or what have you, you might decide to take a sideways move in your career that gives you a a richer work experience, but it's not an upward trajectory, you know, and the idea that, you know, success is only if you earn gazillions of pounds and, you know, travel around in your own private jet. Actually, success comes in all sorts of forms.
0: So... I wanted to talk to you about the culture because, uh, you know, you you talk about this and and it's that idea that success is a linear thing, which seems to be quite a a, a masculine paradigm from the past. Um, And I think I was reading different reviews of the book and and it was quite controversial because in it you talk about pragmatic feminism, which I think I took to mean... Taking on the culture rather than internalizing, as you say, and saying, Well, why have I done it? Why aren't I working? It's more about how you take what there is and you make it work for you. Is that correct or have I misunderstood?
1: It's subverting, actually, rather than making it work for you. Right. So it is the understanding that standing there and saying, You're also, you know, this is also unfair, which is. You know, how long have we had the equal pay act?
0: Two, oh, a very long time. A very long time. <laughs>
1: Forty years. Yeah. Well, and then you've got people reporting on the gender pay gap, and there's it's anything from three percent to fifty five. ITN declared a bonus um, gap, gender pay gap of seventy seven percent. Wow. Uh, earlier this week, so. <clears throat> all the legislation it's not fair this is what we should be doing actually what we need to do is unite mm. as women and sympathetic men and call it out and start playing the game back because what what when feminism started Dame Helena Kennedy talks about it in our foreword they just wanted to be treated the same and actually what that meant was you never admitted you had children you worked twice as hard for less money, why is that acceptable? Mm. It isn't acceptable. So the pragmatis, the pragmatism around the feminism is it is what it is, but we can change it by very small acts of subversion Aversion. and changing it. Um, and, and that's the way that we feel about it, which is that moaning about it hasn't made any difference. And actually you can alienate people by being too... You know, the Marxist theory, thesis, antithesis, synthesis. Actually, we've had thesis, antithesis, which is we haven't, we still haven't got synthesis, mm. you know. So
0: let me, I mean, let's, let's look at a, a few of those pragmatic feminist.
1: Um, I can't believe it's so early in the morning and I talked about the Marxist theory. <laughs> of I know, I was pretty <laughs> impressed. <laughs> Sorry about that.
0: Let's, I mean, you know, you've got some sort of chapter titles that include ambition cutting through, resilient. So give me a little bit of an idea about how pragmatic feminism comes into play in those three buckets.
1: It's about addressing, uh, so on ambition, ambition is a really nuanced word for women. So if you say to a man, are you ambitious? They go, hell yeah, of course I am. If you say, are you ambitious to a woman, they say, well, I am ambitious, but... Mm, the but. And it's always the but. And um, so what we say to women around the ambition piece is do not be afraid of showing off, actually, because girls grow up and they do, you know, currently we, women are, you know, girls outperform boys at school. There are more girls going to university. We are programmed to do really, really great work and for people to go, great work, Anna. That's really lovely. And then when you go to work, you do your job because, and that's what they expect you to do, and no one goes, "Great job, Anna. Thank you. Here's a here's a gold star, and you get to leave. Yeah. You know, well you get, done, well, well done. done, you." No one does that at work. So, girls, you know, women do this incredible amount of work, and just think people and people will notice, and they don't. And what you've got to do is find a strategy to show off, and and it doesn't have to be you know turning up and singing songs from the shows to which you've you know, lauded your own achievements. It's just an email that says, today I went and saw so-and-so, or I did a really great podcast, or I found someone really interesting for everyone, you know, just thought you'd like to know so-and-so and so-and-so. And And it is just that, just the subtle building of the consideration that you get. Um, And that's pragmatic feminism. You know, rather than storming into someone's office feeling dreadfully emotional and stabbing them because you feel you've been overseen for your promotion three times in a row. It's just that thing about turning the system. Mm.
0: And taking action, I presume. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it doesn't have to be unfeminine. It doesn't have to be copying men and rocking up and showing off the whole time. It's interesting. Sue and I gave a talk at uh, one of the major accountancy firms and one of the pieces of advice we gave was, you know, you need to show off. And one of the senior partners, a male senior partner, we would say at the end to the people who have sponsored the events, what have you learned? male senior partner to, stood up and said, I've worked here for 20 years. He said, I know the way that the promotion system works here is that you show off. He said, so I've been showing off every day for 20 years. All day I'm surrounded by men showing off so, so hard that sometimes I can't even hear my own showing off. And he said... It never occurred to me that women are uncomfortable with that. He said, "I just thought most of them were treading water." <gasps> wow! What do you just think? Gosh, not really sure. Yeah. I would have, not really sure I would have said that to my women's network. <laughs> no, you know. <laughs> and but interesting,
0: the perception. Yeah, you know, it's it's not necessarily a sort of very uh, a sort of nefarious process of keeping people down. No, it's, it's just they're it's, speaking different languages, yeah, as you said. Precisely. So the language of showing off. I mean, I, I just want to quickly actually pick up on on you know this idea of feminine and masculine and you know you said it you know unfeminine in inverted commas yes but there is that or is that I was going to say there is that feeling but I suppose there is because we don't naturally go towards showing off I think as women not in the same way maybe no we don't or we have assumptions expectations I mean how do our expectations differ do we expect people are going to see as you say
1: what we do and and appreciate it I think there's an element of that and I also think as well when we're little boys play games where you get knocked down and you stand up again So you play Nerf guns or or something like that. And what they do is they learn that if you get knocked down, you just stand up again and play the next round of the game because it doesn't matter. What we do as girls is we say, Anna, we're we're going to play schools or we're going to play um, shops. And then what happens is I'm the shopkeeper. And then after a while I go, oh, Anna, it's your turn to be the shopkeeper and I'm going to be the person who comes into the shop. And girls do that whole kind of thing. And then when you go to work... And someone comes up to you and shoots you, in yeah. inadvertent you know, inverted comments. shoots you, you go, oh, hang on a minute, that's, that's not the way we play. We all kind of work together. And, and, and I say to you, oh, Anna, you know, shall I help you with that? Because, you know, and then you can help me with this because I'm not very good. No one does that work, mm. you know, or No or one offers workplace. to let you no be a shopkeeper. Shop, <laughs> <no> one, precisely, <laughs> which is fundamentally where we're all going horribly wrong, um, that we don't play shops enough at work. Um, and. <laughs> And so I think the issue is, is about we are, some of our gender stereotyping is, you know, play nicely, work hard, you know, and then when you get to work, it's don't be, I mean, one of the worst things that people say is she's very emotional. Yeah. You go, know, well, of course we're emotional because when we come to work, we bring our whole selves and naturally emotion is is key because mm. it's all about empathy and building cultures, but it's seen as this really, really dreadful thing. She's very emotional. Well, what does that mean? No, I'm, I'm actually devoid of all human emotion. I'm a cyborg. And I am a cyborg, <laughs> and please replace me with a robot, because, you know, I'll be ruthlessly efficient. Careful what actually, you wish for. Well, well I probably will be. <laughs> no, <really>. um,
0: <clears throat> but, I mean, it's interesting, you know, like you say, that the, the sort of bringing the whole self to work, and, and we learn to, you know, we perhaps lean more towards collaborative ways of being. And, and, you know, these aren't negative things, as you just said. No, they're not. is it a case of bringing them to the workplace, but also knowing that we are playing still within this kind of uh, perhaps a very male um, structure still? And we just have to realise that there are different codes as well that we have to bring.
1: Well, I think there's also the thing about the realisation that you know, you did actually get to your job because you are rather good at what you do. They didn't do it just to save you from a daytime consisting of sitting in elasticated waist trousers and watching Jeremy Kyle. I mean, (laughs) why is it people, it's it's just really, really bizarre that we go, I'm so, no man has ever said to me, I was so lucky to get the job here. They go, I tell you what, I was the best person with the job and they recognised it. I'm so lucky to work here. No, you're not. You know, they, you don't win it. You know, they didn't give it to you as an act of charity. They gave it to you because you can do your job. And, and then when we get to work, we're all. you know, there is a tendency for women to be really tentative. So if you've got a really long table, if you look at the women in the room, unless they're, you know, like me, you know, um, older and not really caring, um, women will go and sit at the very edge of the table and push their chairs back a bit like they shouldn't be there.
0: Not in the middle of the table. Not in the middle of the table.
1: Not doing the right. Anna's running this meeting, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure I'm in her eye line, and then I'm going to, and I'm going to speak up early, and I'm going to, and I won't sit there doing the archetypally female thing, which is think of the perfect thing to say and then wait for the perfect moment and then and then miss it sometimes. No, no, no. (laughs) And then someone else says what you're going to say, what you were going to say, and you said, no, no. So I'm also a big fan of what they used to do in the Obama White House, which is women looking after each other as well. So I, I go to a meeting and you say something and then someone talks over you and it's a really great point. You know, and you stop and go, can I just say, I think Anna said something really great then and I didn't quite catch it. Could you say it again? That whole kind of, and men do it as well. You know, it's a, it's a joyous thing to me that um, I am surrounded by pragmatic feminists who actually have testicles at Pearl and Dean. So, you know, I'm surrounded by lots of men who really, really want women to do well. And male allies. Male allies, absolutely. And also that other thing as well, which is the toxic male alpha culture doesn't work for lots of men because they don't want to play that game of hideous showing off and, you know, a culture of presenteeism. They've got another life.
0: Mm. So, Mm. So expectations then. It's all about what we're expecting and how we step up practically to kind of understand the, the the two languages that are going on. Let's talk about resilience. What, I mean, you've talked about, you know, really practical things, uh, you know, sitting in the middle of the table and, and showing off and doing a thing. What can we do in, in terms of what does the pragmatic feminist do for resilience?
1: Um, have a playbook and have an alternative to work. And the resilience piece is, I've lost count of the times that women have said to me, I had a really bad meeting with my boss and I think I'm going to have to leave and he hates me now. You just think, well, A, you don't know the state of mind he was in. B, you know, it doesn't mean your relationship is over. So you just pretend it never happened. Just crack on. Nothing is ever the end of your career, you know, unless of course you go in and play shops endlessly and you're not meant to do that. But, <laughs> but it is that thing about not in your head playing through the whole thing about, oh, so he said this and I said that and then he said that. and So what that means is, and it's like, it, it's, a, it's an interesting scenario. It's, it's, it's like when you're younger and, you know, someone sends you a text and says, I'll see you later. When you're a teenage girl and you and your spe- friends then spend, you know. Did they
0: put a kiss, did they not? Did they not? Oh, no. Does that mean
1: I'll see you later or does it mean see, see you, you later? later. <laughs> Can I tell you, that, ma- you know, I know I have a teenage son. He just typed in their kind of, you know, somewhat linear, you know, one track thing, see you later. Because he does expect to see you later. He didn't think, hmm, see you <laughs> later or. You know, yeah. it's just a thing no there nuance. There is no nuance whatsoever. And so this whole thing around just keep buggering on actually and go and 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 have something that is your, you know, let out, be it, you know, Zumba or what have you, where you don't think about work and don't endlessly game those situations. Because resilience is the key, because you've got to be somewhat tigger-like. Because people like being around with people who go, all right then, well, that's that. Crack Onwards, on. Next. Onwards. Yeah. Next. Get up you after know. the Nerf gun. Precisely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than doing the, well, he said this and I said that. So this means this and so and so and so. And I'm going to go in tomorrow and he's going to say this and you immediately turn up thinking, all these things. They might just be in a bad mood. Actually, they might be yeah. under pressure. You've got no idea, and. So the resilience piece around not thinking this is, you know, I'm now going to go and live in a hut and raise goats. Just crack on.
0: <laughs> well, let's, I mean, let's talk, you know, you've obviously, you've mentioned your son. I know you, you, you're a mother of two, I think. I am. Um, and one of the areas in which, you know, I think many women struggle to find success strategies is this whole balance between work and family life. I mean, that is... Which isn't a balance. It's not a balance, is it? It's a blend. Or an an integration is is the sort of uh, way. What are the biggest, you know, do businesses need to help you solve that? Or how as you as a pragmatic feminist, how can you, and you can tell me because I need to work this out, Um, how, you know, what are the key things that you need to keep in mind uh, in terms of bridging that? Firstly,
1: gap. ditch the guilt. Right, yes, yeah. guilt pointless. So guilt is pointless. And there will always be another mother at school who has baked 48 perfect cupcakes with a pudsy iced face on, and a complete with bandana for <laughs> Red Nose Day. Yeah. Crack on. Yeah. I think even if I stayed at home for the rest of my life, I would never be able to, yeah. you know. So shout Each out to, to your sister. <laughs> Each to your own. There is no trip advisor for parents. You know, your children do not go to school and go, my mother's a bit rubbish at Pudsey Ice Cakes. What can I say? If I I was born again, I wouldn't have chosen her. (laughs) They don't care. They have no comparative apart from bedtimes and how many sweets you're allowed to eat. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And then, um, so ditch the guilt. And also the other thing as well is if you work in a culture that you do school drop-off and you have a regular meeting at 9.30 and they decide to move it to 8.30, just put your hand up and go, I can't do that. Rather than go, oh my God, I've now got to import my mother down from Yorkshire to... You know, just go, no, it's not going to work for me. Because actually most people will go, it's insane to be in work at 8.30, but everyone else is, you've got, the, you've got the valid reason not to do it. And there's probably loads of men who have been out on the beer and what have you who go, thank God for that, I don't have yeah. to get in yeah. at 8.30. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: So again, it's about that proactive thing. It's about speaking up, basically, isn't yeah. it? And saying,
1: this is what I want, this is what I'd like, this is what I can do, and this is who I am. And yeah. And also my contracted hours are not 8.30 till 5.30. Yeah. they're nine thirty to five thirty. So why would I come in an hour earlier? I mean, on that note, negotiation.
0: Do we differ in the way we negotiate our work lives as women and men? And you
1: know, what? Do, what oh, we vary hugely in negotiation.
0: What do we need to do better?
1: What rehearse,
0: we right? Okay, and know
1: what your asks are. So the number of times I've had women come into you know that women come and go. Sorry, I just like to talk about my pay. You're probably really busy now, aren't you? Okay, well i just like to have a pay rise. Okay, thanks. Think about that. Yeah. Think about that, yeah. bye. And then you run out the office because it's really embarrassing. And what you need to do is show off in a, so have a constructive path to going and asking for more money and then don't give up because Sue's got a great story about there were two people who asked for a promotion and a pay rise. She said, you need to go and work on this. Three months later, the man came back and said, I'm still working on it. What are you doing about my pay rise? The woman didn't come back for a year. And in the end, Sue, her bad, as she says, went to the woman and said, why haven't you come back? She said, I'm, I'm really, I still haven't really reached the level I want to reach on the things you gave me to work. So she's been not earning as much money as she could have. It's back to the old, I'm so lucky to be here. Just ask. I mean, obviously, don't be unreasonable and say you can I have the pe- wages of a premiership footballer per week, but know your value. And don't get to the situation where most women do, where women have a tendency to do, which is to say they're going to leave to get a pay rise, because then you look like you hold a gun to their head. Just say, okay, I know you can't give me 10 grand now, but actually if you move me up in increments over the next year, that's just fine. Do
0: if you think, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, we, we t- <laughs> you said don't ask for premiership, football, or wages, but do you think there's a tendency for women to under-ask? And do you think it's worth oh, yeah. possibly over-asking just a bit for everything yeah. that you ask for? So that even if you do get... Eaten down, you kind of get what you wanted anyway. Yeah, is that
1: pragmatic? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was I was talking to someone the other day at a dinner who's who's a headhunter, and he said, if I go and approach a chap and say the salary is one hundred thousand pounds, men will turn around and say, "Well, there's no point in talking to me then because I won't move for less than 125 pounds Women will go, "Really? Thank you." They never come back with an out with an with a with a counter offer that says actually. I'll accept 100 now, but you need to guarantee that at this stage I'm going to get whatever. He said, it happens all the time with women.
0: So basically, how do they change it? They just have to remember not to say yes to the first thing that's offered. Precisely. Just then come back with a counteroffer. Work offer. out what
1: you want. Mm. And then when you're starting the conversation, just say, look, I'm really flattered. I'd really like to work with you, but for this to work for me... You know, this is, the, this is the salary band I'm looking for. Obviously not premiership football. Well, unless you're, of course, a female premiership football. But, you know. Good point. And, and, have, and have some feeling about your value in the marketplace. And it may just phone up, be phoning up a headhunter or looking on a jobs website for jobs that are like yours and realising what the rate is.
0: Do you think, I mean, just to, to finish that point off, do you think that we uh, perceive it as a risk to... To almost disrupt the status quo. So if somebody says have you know, have this job for a hundred thousand and you go, know, Thanks.
1: You know, that we it's risky to ask for more. And what we well, do about it. It might that? be all they're gonna do is say no and yeah. then you make a decision. And
0: again, it's they're not going, the going end to come of around world. and burn your house <laughs> down, are they? You know. Catastrophizing and <laughs> we need again. to get off this. Like, yeah, we've got to
1: get off it. So if you think, well, actually the commute's longer and this is how much it's gonna be and uh, you know, and life disruption, you know. Yeah be be, you know, was it open realistically and move modestly is the is the stance. So, you know, if you're currently earning forty grand, don't go, I'm looking for at least a hundred thousand pounds <laughs> for this move because that's insane. But similarly, unless it's something that is gonna really rock your world and you're you should try and move your salary up if you move.
0: However that happens. However that happens. Well I mean in terms of uh with your children, what, what sort of th- Tactics, do you tell them? You have a, a daughter as well, don't I you? I do have a daughter as and well. I presumably you, you tell them the same things or different things? Or do I you tell them, them exactly
1: the same things. Yeah. Yeah. Because why wouldn't I? No, absolutely. And the interesting thing is, you know, I, I see the behaviors that I talk about. You know, my daughter's much more collaborative, has the world's widest circle of friends. You know, my son is kind of a bit more monosyllabic and much, I think that's because he's doing his A levels, but, you know, more monosyllabic and. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I tell them exactly the same thing. And the interesting thing is that, going back to the parenthood piece, um, when I said to my son, I said, "Do you think you lost out because I worked?" and he went, "No, because you'd have driven us insane if you'd been at home. Because you'd <laughs> <laughs> thank God you go out and bother other people all day. <laughs> You're relentless nattering on." Um,
0: but I mean, with with uh, you know, like you was, you were talking about earlier, the 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 man who said that he just didn't even realise that, that the women wouldn't be showing off, you thought they'd be treading water. Is it important then for us all to move forward that both sides of the conversation appreciate that there's just a language barrier yes. and we need to be starting to speak each other's language yeah.
1: and be aware of that? Or not even if you're you know, speaking the same language, just share the fact that there are different barriers facing you and have an understanding for that. I mean, it's, it's similar with men who want to take shared parental leave or leave early on a regular basis to do pick up from nursery or school
0: mm. mm-hmm. you know
1: it's women should be shouting out to that and going good on you yeah you know
0: finally three takeaways if somebody listening to this podcast that they could put into play today sort of inject a little bit of prag-
1: pragmatic f- feminism
0: into their day what would you say believe in yourself mm-hmm.
1: um don't take no for an answer and kind of keep buggering on because you know <laughs> i'm not it, sure we can say <laughs> Well, you can. I mean, Winston Churchill says that. I think you're allowed to say anything, aren't you? If Winston, Churchill, that Winston said Churchill said it, says. anything Winston Churchill says. But it is that thing about it. You know, for any woman who is sitting in an organisation who thinks I don't like it here and I'm not progressing, just leave and go somewhere where they'll appreciate you. The other takeaway is buy the book, obviously, because Sue will never <laughs> forgive me if I don't say that. Um, yeah,
0: the glass wall. Um, it's, It's an absolutely great read and I thoroughly recommend it for anyone who wants to put some strategies for success into their life. So thank you so much for joining us today, Catherine. It was great to talk to you. Thank you and thank you all for joining us as well on this every woman podcast and we look forward to continuing the conversation with you next time don't forget in the meantime there's a wealth of information interest and further talking points on the every woman network and app if you want to access on the move so until we meet again have a great day and keep on living your best life